When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom on a Thursday, taking you into Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we are going to talk some Michigan football, uh, specifically some guys on preseason All-Big Ten team released this week by Athlon Sports. We will get to Michigan basketball and the transfer portal a little bit later. One major name set to take a visit next weekend, uh, and we'll get into more as well. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and everybody out there, please head to thewolverine.com. You can join us for premium access for six months, just $29.99. So that's over 70% savings, so take advantage of that right now. Uh, We are brought to you today by our friends over at My Perfect Franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Looking for a side hustle while working your current job? Wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Well, Andy can help. Andy Ludicky is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help you if you have any questions about business ownership. So you can hit up Andy Ludicky. Uh, go to his website, www.myperfectfranchise.net. On the phone, 404-973-9901. Email him, andy at myperfectfranchise.net. And also on his website, you can book a time with him on his calendar as well. Again, consultation is 100% free. So if you're interested at all, uh, no harm, no foul. You can just, uh, you know, hit him up at any of those spots and get going with uh, a conversation with Andy Ludicky. We're also brought to you by ourselves. Over at the Wolverine, we're working on the Michigan Football Preview Magazine for 2023. 160 pages, analysis, exclusive interviews, tons of information. You can order now, uh, pre-order now, free shipping until June 19th. Uh, so make sure to get that pre-order in over at the thewolverineondemand.com. Uh, we're cranking on that as we speak. Uh, Blake Corum on the cover. Everybody's All-American. You can see it on the screen. Um, so yeah, go check us out over at the Wolverineondemand.com to pre-order your copy. Um, fellas, we are a hundred days from Michigan football. How do you feel? Uh, like I wish it was a little bit longer. Honestly, I love Michigan football, but you know what? I love my summers now, uh, as you get a little bit older and you appreciate, uh, you know, the few years that I have remaining, then, uh, you want to take the, you want to take advantage of it. You never know what tomorrow may bring, you know? So, um yeah but uh, that's great perspective yeah right but you know what here's the thing uh, I, I in speaking to the guys that we've spoken to on the road and following them around during the spring new york and and we were in cleveland and canton with these guys and then talking to the coaches for the football preview and the players uh, this is as special as it gets man I, i've been doing this for a long time as you guys know but it really has that feeling of, okay, they really have the staff in place. They've got the coach in place. They've got the players in place and the culture's back to where this is going to be a really, really special team in my opinion. And the program is in a great place. So 
Now, don't take it for granted because that can change overnight, as we've seen at some programs or, um, you know, it, it just it just does. So uh, I know I won't, but I love the, uh, you know, and speaking guys like Blake Corum, Trevor Keegan that we've had one on ones with. Uh, there is not one guy where I can say, man, you know, this kid does, is not, doesn't belong here or isn't a Michigan man. These guys are all great fits and, and uh, obviously outstanding players too. It's like the Andy it's, Bernard quote. Oh, it's like the Andy Bernard quote. I, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. I feel like love that you know, quote. with this being a few years here, uh, you can kind of feel like that. And, you know, you got to take advantage and, and kind of cherish it if you're a Michigan fan out there. Sorry, AB. No, that's all good. It's just, you see that. Uh, you see that 100 days to kick off graphic, the uh, terrific graphic, by the way, uh, on all of our socials right now. And it's kind of like, it's sort of like, I, I don't want to say it's a wake up call because we know that the season is getting closer, but 100 days, suddenly that's like the magic number to where, you know, we're working on our football preview. We're starting to see, you know, like the Athlon preview. We'll talk about some of that stuff uh, in this episode today. All, everything that we're going to see now over the next couple of weeks to a few months is, getting ready for this season and you know kind of uh it's kind of like the start of this the stopwatch to me you know the dog days of the off season uh are kind of i don't want to say over but it shifts into now the anticipation for what this season could be so uh 100 days uh again i mean we all know where we'll be 100 days from now we'll be covering a game which is great to see. And I'm with Chris. I won't wish my summers away. They're already those summer weekends. You look at that calendar and they're already filling up, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the stakes are as big for this season as they've ever been. So on one token, you're sitting here, weather's been great in the state of Michigan over the last several weeks. You want to get out there and soak it up at the same time. You're like, hmm, you know, I wish it were a little bit colder and that I was maybe on the golf course and covering a football game in a few hours. So it's, an interesting balance there but uh, yeah I'm, I'm super fired up that this is you know this is truly the countdown to kick off now yeah you could be on the golf course tailgating sometimes it's fun to just be on the golf course golfing though too um so i'll definitely enjoy the summer and for one of my favorite things this may sound me. weird but one of my favorite things about football is waiting for football you know wishing it was there so you get that all summer the anticipation then it goes so quick once it's there so um yeah, we are 100 days away. Obviously, uh, Anthony, we already started our countdown article series over at the Wolverine. It's just crazy to see that uh, that number dwindle every single day. It's a little depressing in a way from the summer standpoint. But uh, let's talk about some of that. AB, you mentioned the Athlon Sports Preview being out. They released their all Big Ten teams. Michigan with 17 guys on there. Now, they did go four teams deep. I feel like every year these, you, know, you just see more and more because – you know, more is, is better. I guess more is maybe more clicks. Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, yeah, that too. And we could see a fifth team next year. We'll, we'll see. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that. But 17 guys from Michigan on that list. Uh, I will read them off in a second. Um, you can also see the guys there on the screen for people watching on YouTube. Uh, Ohio State with 20. That was the most. Uh, but Michigan with the second most in the Big Ten. Quarterback J.J. McCarthy, running back Blake Corum, running back Donovan Edwards, center Drake Nugent, right guard Zach Zinter, linebacker Junior Colson, and cornerback Will Johnson are all on the first team. Second team made up by offensive guard Trevor Keegan, defensive tackle Chris Jenkins, defensive tackle Mason Graham, linebacker Michael Barrett, safety Rod Moore, third team wide receiver Cornelius Johnson, and tight end Colston Loveland, and then the fourth team, Offensive lineman Carson Barnhart, edge rusher Jalen Harrell, 
and nickelback slash cornerback Mike Sainristil. Um, fellas, before we talk about some guys who maybe could be a little bit higher, some guys that maybe uh, maybe even a little bit lower, some guys that maybe will be on this list at the end of the season. Um, when you look at it, and I have it pulled up here, so you know Ohio State with 20, Michigan with 17, Penn State with 13, Iowa and Illinois with 12 and 11, respectively. Those are the five teams that are in double digits there, and then you have the rest of the conference uh, with, with different numbers. Uh, teams at the bottom like Michigan State, Purdue, Rutgers, Northwestern, five or less. Uh, we can see the chart there as well. Uh, just your thoughts on on kind of where things are at. Mine, my first takeaway is when you look at the first team, I think nine out of the 13 first-team offensive guys come from three teams, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, and then uh, what was it overall? I think I wrote it down. 19 of the 31 total first-team selections, including specialists, were from those three teams. So you have a pretty clear drop-off after those three. Yeah, you do. And, you know, I'm looking at there, I think Ladarius Henderson will be on one of the teams. I think he will start somewhere on the line. And I think he will be an All-Big Ten player of some sort. I think Makari Page is kind of getting a raw deal. I think he's better than people give him credit for. So I think he should probably be on there. Uh, only one receiver in his third team. Not surprising. And that just kind of goes to show you that, hey, you know, they need to step it up there a little bit, in my opinion. So, but it just goes to show you, too, that this team is loaded. There are guys that, that aren't on there that very well could be you know, on the defensive ends. Uh, we, I can think of a few, you know, um, you know, maybe a Braden McGregor. Uh, maybe a Derek Moore comes out out of nowhere. I think somebody else besides Jalen Harrell will be uh, there. So uh, that's what comes to mind for me. And then the absence, obviously, of special teams guys. Um, so the kickers. And I think Tommy Doman is going to have a good year. But, you know, he's got to prove him, prove himself. And then no kickers on there. Uh, you know, are they going to miss money? Moody, we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at this list here, and the first thing that pops up to me is I think that Colston Loveland has a chance to be in that first or second team. I think he's that good. I think that he will be someone that Michigan just doesn't use as an inline tight end. I think you're going to watch him play a little bit of the slot. He's going to flex out, play a little bit of wide receiver. Uh, they're going to move him around, and I think that for all this talk about uh, a lack of proven pass catchers, I mean, you see Cornelius Johnson there on the third team with him. Roman Wilson, not on that list. Uh, but you look at a guy like Loveland. I mean, maybe maybe the guy who's the go-to guy in the passing game is kind of staring us right in the face here. And, and we're kind of fixated on the, the wide receiver position instead. So I think that he has a chance to go higher. Uh, Josiah Stewart is a guy that I've been pretty high on. I think that he's got the explosiveness. He's got the motor. He just brings a little bit of something different uh, to their edge rotation. I think he's going to be a guy that, uh, not ready to call my shot yet, but wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, lead the team in pressures or sacks or whatever, but we know they rotate those guys. So it's, uh, it comes with that caveat as well. So yeah, they're, they're loaded. Um, you know, every single position group, they've got a guy and they've got guys, you know, who's you look, you think about the guys who could maybe come out of nowhere. Um, I know there lots been made about that number two cornerback job. Uh, Amorian Walker is still, is still out there. And, and Jaden McBurrow's had a good spring. So, you know, when you have a team as talented as Michigan's is um, and we fixate on the names that we know, you know, I think there's a couple names that people don't know as well that have a chance to, you know, if we're doing four teams now, you could probably fill them all out with Wolverines, to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it just goes to show uh, you, know, you look at Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, there's just a gap with them and everyone else. And I do think Penn State will kind of push, make a little bit of a push, you know, maybe more so than the last two years. 
uh, for a Big Ten East uh, crown potentially, but uh, it's those three and everyone else uh, in this East division and really in this conference. Yeah, only three other teams outside of those three had multiple players on the first team. So all the top-end talent, not all, but most, uh, overwhelmingly, is on those three teams, specifically Michigan-Ohio State combining for 15 first-teamers. Um, and I agree with you guys. It's It's got to be another one of those edge rushers, whether it's – and we don't know who it's going to be between Braden McGregor, Derek Moore. Could it be Josiah Stewart, as you guys mentioned? I think Roman Wilson will be on there by the end of the year. And then Ernest Hausman's another guy that – We'll see how that linebacker rotation plays out, but I think he certainly has the talent to get there. And there'll probably be a guys, you know, a few guys, frankly, that maybe just don't have the production to be on those first, second, or third teams. Maybe it'll be honorable mentions. So they'll actually be lower. You know, I think it'll kind of even itself out. And it doesn't mean that they didn't have a great year or a good season. Um, the other thing that stood out to me with this is, and we kind of know it, right? I mean, there are only three, uh, you know, depending on, how you qualify this as a returning starter, but three quarterbacks coming back in the entire league uh, that were their starters last year, J.J. McCarthy, Gavin Wimsat. Uh, he started six games at Rutgers. I was writing that preview this morning for our football preview magazine. Um, and then Talia Tagovailoa over at Maryland. Uh, but Michigan with J.J. being a third teamer last year, coming back, now he's the first team quarterback. Michigan may have the best quarterback in the conference. And I was doing a little bit of research before the show as well. Uh, the last time Michigan had the first team, all big 10 quarterback was Denard in 2010. Uh, but he didn't even get first team by both the, the coaches and media. Dan Persa from Northwestern uh, was first team by the coaches before that Chad Henney in 07. Uh, but he also split that honor. And then John Navarre in 2003, Elvis Gerback three straight years in the early nineties. And, and I would say probably thanks in part to Doug Skeen as well. We have to give him, a shout out those first couple of years uh, of Gerback's three-year run there. But your guys' thoughts on that as well, because having the best quarterback is really important in this league. When I look at Ohio State, they've had the last seven uh, first-team quarterbacks in nine of the last ten. They also happen to win the Big Ten almost every season in that stretch and, and quite a few in a row there. So uh, that could be big. If J.J. ends there, I think that it, that bodes really well for you, not only in the Big Ten but nationally. Uh, my first thought is don't get hurt, young man. You know, I hate to say it, but uh, in writing the football preview, this is the first year in a while, right, guys, that they haven't had a quarterback uh, battle or controversy, if you want to call it that. So uh, going back to probably when Shea Patterson left. And uh, and it's really often it hasn't been the guy that people thought it was going to be, if you if you remember. If you go back to, you know, we thought that um, – uh, well, McNamara we thought, and then Joe Milton, you know, comes out of nowhere. Or not him, but – um, who, went to, who am I missing? Uh, Dylan McCaffrey. Yeah, Dylan McCaffrey, for crying out loud. He was uh, on the cover of our – I know, he was. He was. And, Joe Milton, and then the guy quits the team before the season. So. Yeah, and the other guy transfers and couldn't get out of here fast enough. So now he's apparently a Heisman Trophy candidate. I don't know. I guess that remains to be seen. He had so, a good orange ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but overall, that and number two, that kid is – different man he's special i i you know what if if you ask me uh who in the conference uh, if there's anybody else in the conference that's even anywhere near his level at this point i'd say no as a leader as a quarterback and he's uh, multi-talented obviously can run can throw but he's got that leadership ability guys that sets kids apart uh, at that position so to me 
it's uh, it's critical. I'd love to see two more years of him. You know what? But if they win a national championship and he decides that's enough, then uh, then good for him. But I would not be stunned if he was a four year guy here at Michigan. And and if he were, uh, what a legacy he would leave. Well, yeah, and you look at this sport in general right now. Like you're you're only going to go for the most part. I mean, the Georgia, Georgia's of the world, the Alabamas of the world have been so talent rich uh, to kind of disprove this but you're gonna go as far as your quarterback takes you and if you have the best quarterback in the conference in this conference where you have uh you know ohio state's a pass happy team i think that wisconsin's probably going to go to being a pass happy team i like the the move they made um you know in the transfer portal to bring in the guy that they did so i think that could change under luke fickle but if you have jj a jj mccarthy um who Again, I don't know that he needs to take this. I feel like I feel like a broken record saying this, but you know, I don't know that he needs to take some huge leap to be that guy. You know, he's um, you know he's already proven that he can win a lot of big football games. I think that just improving on the margins. I think his numbers are inherently going to get better. I think that they're going to put a little bit more on his plate in terms of the quarterback run game. So, yeah, I mean. He, it'd be great to see him uh, the next two years, but you already have teams talking about potential first round talent. They're already talking about maybe he declares after this year uh, because he will be draft eligible to get that guy for two more years. would be great, but to have him in the here and now and to have arguably your best player on a loaded team be at the quarterback position. That's not some. that's not a luxury that Michigan has always had. And um, to me, it has them operating out of maybe the biggest position of strength that they ever have in terms of, you know, getting to the college football playoff and winning the college football playoff more often than not means that your quarterback kind of drags you there, not drags you there. We think this team's good enough to get there on its own, but um, you know, how he plays in that big moment and limiting some of those mistakes that he made in the Fiesta bowl and just hitting on more of those opportunities and maybe getting a break or two along the way as well, uh, which Michigan did, but it didn't get a few of them that mattered in the TCU game. The sky's the limits for this team, and the sky's the limit for J.J. McCarthy as well. A.B., you you said it there, and you segued into what I wanted to ask you guys next. Is You said, you know, J.J. being arguably Michigan's best player. From a conference-wide perspective, who's the best player in this conference? Blake Corum, to me. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think he's going to be the Heisman Trophy uh, a finalist this year. I think he's going to get enough carries to do it. I think – Donovan Edwards is going to get his carries too, but hopefully they get him on the field at the same time when we see him in the slot at times and, you know, maybe even some two-back situations. Mix it up, man. Uh, you know what? Give these guys their opportunities, and he's one of your best weapons. He can't be on the bench 50% of the time. So, to me, it's Corum, and uh, after that, clearly Noah Kim. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, I was waiting to see how long you can hold this straight that. Um. Yeah, t- I think Coram's a good one. Edwards, I think, is is probably just right there with him as well. Um, McCarthy, obviously, uh, you know, some we haven't talked about at all again because it's not at an offensive position. But you know, if healthy, Will Johnson might be the best cornerback in all of college football, mm-hmm. uh, and his guy had already looked like he could be that guy as a true freshman. Um, and there's nowhere else, you know, nowhere to go but up for him. So, yeah, that would be a couple guys to look at there. We didn't mention anyone else from any other teams, but I agree with you, CB. To me, it's it's Blake Horam again. He won the silver football from the Chicago Tribune last year. Michigan's had the winner of that award the last two seasons with Aiden Hutchinson being the winner in 2021. It's Blake Horam to me. I do look at Marvin Harrison Jr. as a potential there. Um, you know, Ohio State 
you know, pick a guy as well at, a, at another position, potentially, you know, even their quarterback, who knows what will turn out to be. But Michigan's in a really good spot in terms of that top end talent, which is one of those things that Michigan has lacked, frankly, over the last, you know, 20 or so years, um, and even at the skill positions. Well, now you look at it with the guys they have. Look at the first team with J.J., Donovan, Blake. Um, they're right there and, and some other guys that could emerge this season. So they're in a good spot from that standpoint. And then what, what have we talked about, too, over the last few years where it's like Michigan and Clemson have recruited at a really similar level under Dabo and Jim Harbaugh. But what Clemson's been able to do is bring in Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. And that those have been the difference in the years that they've won the national championship. Well, if J.J. can elevate his level, um, you know, maybe not quite to to that, um, but another another notch, you know, then I think Michigan's going to be right there in that national championship picture uh, as we kind of expect them uh, to be this fall. But uh, anything else on these teams before we flip it over to basketball? Yeah, Marvin's got to do prove he can do it in snow flurries, man, before I'm going to put him up there in the conversation, you know. So we'll see. And uh, you know what you look at? I look at Zach Zinter. Uh, you know, he might not be, uh, you know, the he could be one of the best players in the Big Ten. Uh, you know what? Yeah. We'll see. Nobody talks about the interior guys, but uh, to me, I think he's primed for a huge year. I think he, he has a, a chance to be Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year. Yeah, I don't have an ounce of shade for anyone. Uh, no sarcasm in me today. So uh, I'll take care of that. Though. Yeah, well, let me add this then. I hear there, Gene Smith is pushing for that Michigan uh, Ohio State game to be played at Ford Field as well. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. They push the MHSAA games again. But yeah, and they're um, going to be keeping an eye on the close eye on the weather in that one. They're going to make the MH, the high school kids play in like one of the parking lots in the district Detroit. Just yeah, kick them out of the building. <laughs> Who owns those parking lots? Illich? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, let's flip it over to Michigan basketball uh, quickly before we wrap up. We do have some news on Olivier Kamwa, who will be visiting Michigan June 2nd. He is going to be at West Virginia for a visit this weekend. West Virginia has been a team that has pulled a lot of guys uh, out of the transfer portal, a lot of uh, you know, few high-profile guys as well. You kind of hear that their NIL is really uh, in place there. Olivier Kamwa, the fifth best available player in the transfer portal, according to On3's rankings. Um, but here's the thing. If he shows up for that Michigan visit next weekend – as expected, coming off of West Virginia visit doesn't shut it down. You know, to me, I got to trust that Jawan Howard can put them in a good position. He's always done a good job recruiting big men, seems to connect with them. And Michigan was a leader for a long time here. Uh, and that, that's not a small thing. Uh, your guys' thoughts uh, heading into the couple weeks uh, ahead for Olivier Kamwa? NIL is the X factor, right? Otherwise, I think he'd be at Michigan already. So, hey, if it forces them to step up their game, to be competitive and say these are the opportunities that you're going to get – then I'm all for it. So I like the kid. I think it's really a necessity at this point that they land this kid to have any chance of, of fielding a, a competitive team in the Big Ten. So I think that's being communicated to certain people, and they also need a guard. So who's the kid out at Riverside? Um, yeah, Zion Pullen. I, I was going to yeah. bring him up next as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from what we're hearing there, Michigan's one of many suitors and so you've got a lot of work to do there and he's going to be extremely coveted from teams like michigan that absolutely need guard help so i would say go out start get kamwa see what you can do you're going to need another guard phil martelli has told us that this is not going to be the final roster what we see now and uh, has said that to other people so uh, they're out there working guys 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with Chris. I think he's kind of a must land at this point. And if he wants to come, I think you have to move mountains to make it happen. You can't lose another guy that wants to be here because of NIL, uh, because of a lack of NIL, I should say. Um, you know, when you look at this roster, there is just a couple of glaring holes right now. I mean, I don't know who their starting two guard is going to be. I assume as of now it would be Namari Burnett. And then you figure it out who, who you know, who can play on the wing. But uh, they're still kind of the black hole at the four. I still think they need a backup center. Uh, and they need guard depth regardless. I mean, the, your only ball handling guards on the roster right now are uh, Doug McDaniel and Jalen Llewellyn. So, uh, you know, if, if Kamwa gets through this weekend without, you know, let, let's say he doesn't shut it down this weekend after the West Virginia visit, I think you have to, you know, you know full steam ahead, full court press. I, I don't know that you even let him out of Ann Arbor without making a commitment next week. And obviously it comes down to him, but I think that you have to do everything in your power to land this guy at this point, because again, um, you know, they just, it's just not the rosters isn't, you know, this is a bottom three or four roster in the league right now uh, without adding anyone else. Uh, and maybe there's potential for more. Maybe there's upside to be more than that with the guys that they have, but um, they need a, they need a proven piece they need someone who can come in here and be, a needle mover. And I think that Kamo would be that. Yeah. And I was asking around Grant Ramey, who covers Tennessee for VolQuest, was talking to him earlier and just asking about NIL. So, you know, he's from Finland, but he was able, however it works out with the visas or whatever, he was able to profit last year. He had his own t-shirt or something like that uh, with NIL. So that's, you know, going to be a factor as we said, and, and we'll see if, you know, Michigan can make their pitch or, or whatever it entails these days next weekend. But, I mean, I think this is a really important one, but I think getting a guard is even more important because, A.B., what you mentioned, you basically the two guys that can handle the ball and make plays for your team right now are Doug McDaniel and Jalen Llewellyn. We don't know when Jalen Llewellyn's going to be 100% healthy. They don't have enough guards on this roster, frankly, and, and maybe they do in numbers alone, but when you have to play Namari Burnett potentially on the wing because you don't have enough wings, then it becomes even more of an issue. So I think – getting a guard is probably even more important. It doesn't look like Ray J Dennis will, will be that guy with, you know, Utah and, and maybe Baylor or somebody else emerging as a favorite there. So Zion Poland is one, but I mean, there are some others out there that I think you could get. I mean, where do you guys land on that? I mean, I think getting a guard is, is even more important. Yeah. And other than Poland, I haven't heard in Michigan involved with anybody. Now that doesn't mean they're not involved with anybody. As we saw last year with Yusef Hayat, they were over there working on him and we finally got wind that they were recruiting an international kid and find found out who it was. And that was great. So hopefully maybe there's somebody in the wings that we don't know about, you know, uh, Caleb love kind of came out of nowhere. Of course that one went up in smoke and Amari Burnett, there was no talk there. I think before he committed. So he just, uh, he just tweeted. Yeah. Right. So here's hoping fellas, because they've been involved with a lot of kids, right. And in the past and they built good relationships so, um, but they need somebody, uh, boy, they need somebody. Yeah. I mean, I think they could find a way to piece together a starting four if they have to, but they don't have a backup center and they don't have, you know, there's just not enough at guard right now. So, um, you know, I don't know if that at this point, I don't know if they can address everything or if they will, um, you know, I don't know what happens from here. You know, three spots is a lot to fill up here and, you know, guys are going to, remain in the mix for them obviously but um i think we talked about it earlier this week i mean you're just gonna have to move down the board to option four or five six beyond because you have needs to fill on the roster so yeah uh 
obviously guard is huge. Someone who could shoot and defend a little bit would be uh, obviously you know the most ideal addition, but it's great. They, they just, they still need everything. They really realistically need a little bit of everything still. Yeah. The thing about Poland too, is he's, he's kind of a point guard. So you'd have kind of three point guards by trade, which would be an interesting way to play. But as AB, you said throughout the off season, just get good players. And, you know, I think that he would be one of them. Um, and then even with Kamala too, they need a backup five, but maybe, you know, I know he probably doesn't want to do that, but um, he'd probably have to step in there when Terrace Reed goes to the bench and then you move a couple things around, but that could maybe solve some of that need as well, but you have three spots open. So we'll see what Michigan does with those, but that is going to be our show for this week. Enjoy Memorial day weekend, everybody. Oh, last thing, favorite cereal from you guys. It's been the, uh, it's been the uh, all the all the rage on the message board this week. One point nine percent of the people picked Frankenberry, which is really disappointing. Frankenberry is the only answer here, uh, and it's got a lot of vitamins and minerals. I haven't thought about Frankenberry cereal since I was like eight years old. So. Exactly. Let's see. That's the problem. It needs to get out there. Other than just Halloween, they're dropping the ball. We need to get an ad deal with them or something. Right. Exactly. Hey, we're open for business for anyone who wants to put money in our pockets. Um, <laughs> My go-to NIL, is NIL. Uh, <laughs> my go-to is cinnamon life. Uh, it's kind of boring, but that's, that's what good. I that's what I gravitate to. Every once in a while, I'll switch it up. Go for the honey nut Cheerios. Again, no free ads. Uh, reach out to us if you're interested. In big cereal, but cinnamon <laughs> life here. We go peanut butter, Captain Crunch. Mm. Is a classic, mm. fantastic. Um, but Zach yeah. Libby, the cookie crisp, it's kind of a cheat code because it's basically just cookies. That's it is cookies. Well, it's all it's all breakfast candy is what our parents It's true. Say, right? Like fruity pebbles, you know, I think like 100 right. grams of sugar in each bite. No, exactly. but you know what? And, uh, and Captain Crunch, uh, Crunch Berries is awesome as well. So it is. I'm going to put that Very out good. there. When you eat so much that it like used to take off the, the skin on the roof mm. of your mouth, you know, then you know you got a winner. <laughs> so... So there you have it. So those are the favorite cereals. Chime in on the message board. There's also dentists out there. We're also open for business for uh, right. yeah for sponsorship as well. No doubt. Um, so yeah, go America. Thank you to all the uh, people that have laid down their lives for us in this country. Uh, celebrate them this weekend, and uh, we will see you next week.